Did you know Granny McDuff now has a Patreon? You can get all episodes ad-free. Games, puzzles, calendars, and more. You can even get discounts off Granny merch. Sign up now on Patreon. Go to GrannyMcDuffENT.com for more information. Good evening, children. It's Granny McDuff, ready with a story. So make yourselves comfy, and I'll begin. Once upon a time, there lived a prince who was betrothed to a princess whom he loved with all his heart. One day, when he was sitting beside her and as happy as can be, news came that his father, the king, had fallen very ill and wanted to see his son again before it was too late. The prince said to his beloved, I must take leave of you and go to my father, but I give you this ring as a remembrance of me. When I am king, I will come and fetch you. And with that, he rode away. When he reached his father, the poor king, who knew he was near his end, told his son, Dear son, I am happy to see you again, and I ask only one thing of you before I go. Anything, father, the prince replied. Promise me, you will marry who I wish. The prince was so upset at seeing his father so ill that he did not know what he was doing and said, Yes, of course, father. Then it shall be the daughter of King Septimus. And it was by morning that the prince became the king. It was not long after that the time came for the prince to marry. He knew he must keep his word and honor his father's last wish. He asked the daughter of King Septimus for her hand in marriage, and she accepted. When the princess, to whom the prince was first betrothed and still completely in love with, heard the news, she became so upset that she could not get out of bed. Her father came to her side and said, My dearest child, what grieves you so? You shall have whatever you want. The princess thought for a moment and said, Father, I wish for eleven girls exactly like myself in every way. They must look just like me in face, hair and size. If it is possible, then it shall be done. The king ordered a search of all his lands and sure enough, Eleven girls were found who looked just like the princess in every way. When they arrived in the princess's chambers, she had there ready for them all twelve suits of hunter's clothes, all exactly alike. The princess ordered each maiden to put on the clothes, and all eleven obeyed. The twelfth suit was for the princess. And when they were all dressed, you could not tell them apart. The princess bid farewell to her father and rode away with the maidens. They travelled to the court of the prince and now king, who had given her the ring, to whom she was betrothed and whom she loved with all her heart, no matter how badly it was broken. She met the king and asked him if he needed any hunters and if he would take all twelve of them into his service. The king did not recognize his love, but thought these twelve were handsome fellows, and so he told her, Yes, 
I will take you into service. You are now the king's twelve hunters. The king, however, had a lion, and the lion knew all secret things. One evening, the lion asked the king, You think you have twelve hunters? Yes, he replied, I have twelve hunters. No, sire, you are mistaken. They are twelve girls. <laughs> it cannot be so, said the king. But it is. How will you prove it to me? Put some peas across the floor in the great hall, and you shall see. Men have a firm step. None of the peas will stir if a man walks on them, but girls will trip and drag their feet, and the peas will roll all about. The king was pleased with this plan and ordered peas to be strewn about the great hall. What the king and the lion did not know was that one of the king's servants favoured the hunters, and upon hearing the lion's plan, he went to warn the twelve. He told them everything and said, The lion is trying to make the king think that you were girls. The princess thanked him and told her maidens, Have strength and step firmly on the peas. The next morning, the king summoned the twelve hunters. And when they entered the great hall, the hunters stepped so firmly on the peas that not one moved. You have lied to me, the king told the lion. They walk just as men do. The lion replied, They must have been warned and gathered their strength. Put twelve spinning wheels in the great hall and you shall see they shall admire them, something no man would do. The king was pleased with this and ordered that twelve spinning wheels be put in the great hall that very afternoon. But the servant went to the hunters and told them once again of the lion's plan. When he took leave of them and the maidens were alone, the princess told them, Show restraint and do not look upon the spinning wheels. The next morning, when the king called for the hunters, they entered the great hall and took not one look at the spinning wheels. The king was upset and told the lion, You have once again deceived me. They have not looked once upon the spinning wheels. They knew they would be tested and are therefore showing restraint, sire. But the king would no longer believe the lion, who knew he had fallen out of favour and hid in shame. The king's fondness for the hunters increased with each day, and soon they followed him everywhere. And not long after, the king's betrothed arrived at the palace. When the princess saw the carriage approaching, she became so upset that she fell to the ground with a broken heart. The king ran to his dear hunter to check on him and pulled off his gloves. And there on her finger, he saw the ring he had given his true love. And when he looked upon her face, he knew her immediately. He kissed her, and when she opened her eyes, he looked into them and said, You are mine, and I am yours. And there is no one in this world who could change that. He quickly sent a message to the other bride, apologizing and asking her to return to her own kingdom, for he had a wife already. And that very next day they were married, 
and the lion was once again in the king's favor, for after all, he had told the truth. And they lived happily ever after. The end. Good night, children. <laughs>